0: Welcome to Locking Your Success. We are the company that creates strategies to build wealth. This podcast is the audio from the Locking Your Success Options Trading for Income Weekly Update webinar. This webinar reviews real-time hypothetical trades each week while analyzing market conditions with adjustments. Questions are always welcomed, asked, and answered. If you would like to view the charts and graphs referenced in this podcast, please visit our blog at LockingYourSuccess.com for a video replay of the live webinar. Before we get started, we need to go over our disclosures. Locking Your Success LLC is not a broker dealer or financial advisor. This presentation is for educational purposes only. This information is not an offer to buy, sell, or hold securities. You shall be fully responsible for any investment decision you make, and such decisions will be based solely on your evaluation of your financial circumstances, investment objectives, risk tolerance, and liquidity needs. Please visit CBOE.com to find and review the Options Risk Disclaimer prior to placing any trades. Also, please note that these are real-time but hypothetical computer simulated trades and results. The trades are believed to be as accurately presented as possible, however they are not guaranteed as to accuracy and therefore live results may vary. No representation is being made that any portfolio will or is likely to achieve profits or losses similar to those shown. Whew! Now that that's over, let's get to it. Here is your host, John Locke.
1: Alright, well good morning everybody. Welcome to Options Trading for Income Weekly Update for April 18th, 2016. If you're watching this on YouTube or via podcast, come on over to our website, uh, lockinyoursuccess.com. That's L-O-C-K-E, inyoursuccess.com. Get your free report, 7 Secrets to Become a Successful Trader. Stay informed by joining our mailing list. Also, you can come in, join our free community. Almost 400 people in there now, so that's been doing quite well. If we uh, take a look here at the website, quickly show you how to do that. Just come into here, freebies and more, at lockinyoursuccess.com. Come into freebies and more, and you can take a look at the lock options community here. And you just go scroll, scroll down, and we have a bunch of membership options here. So lots of good things going on in there. Of course, for our premium members, we have uh, more benefits, and then of course our premium plus members, we have Uh, our twice monthly uh, coaching sessions. We also have an enriching session webinar every month and we're also going to be adding another webinar coming soon. So we're going to be having four four lessons going on here and uh, it's going to be a good time. So uh, keep in mind that that is there uh, for your support if you'd like that. Also we have a nice uh, 30 day affirmation challenge going on. We have a lot of uh, great affirmations in there a a lot of great comments. So Uh, You can come in and join that and be part of that as well. Just have to sign up. It's free. Okay, let's take a look at, um, let's just quickly go back to our slideshow here. And if you're on our website, please check out our trading programs. We have a lot of great stuff there, super simple spread trades. We have the M3. We got the bearish butterfly, uh, The Rock, the M21, APM squared, and of course the masterclass series as well as our multiple enriching sessions that we have now. We've got two trading labs. And what we're doing right now with backtesting results, we had a great webinar, lots of good comments on that, for an enriching session last week. And of course, the second half of that is coming next month. So that'll be fun. All right, and so in this update, we're going to be covering four of the strategies from various, of our four of our many strategies we, we cover a bearish butterfly, and M3 trade, we try cover kind of a rock trade and a V condor, and again you can go back to our blog at LockingYourSuccess.com and see years and years of results and uh, webinars on that. So lots of information there. Of course we have our Successful Trader of the Month webinar coming up April 27th with Louis uh, Guerra, and uh, looking forward to that, and again that is a premium benefit free for premium members so make sure you sign up for that and uh, that'll be going to be great talking with Lewis also our next enriching session is going to be in May we haven't quite picked a date yet but uh, it's going to be an off week from the premium plus coaching sessions uh, and we will finish up that uh, our back testing back testing lesson so that's going to be good and of course we have trading triangle live in Hawaii I am Diligently working on lots and lots of great material for that. Um, it's about make being a successful trader, what it takes to be a successful trader. We talk about trading psychology. We talk about developing trading systems. Well, one of the tracks that we're going to be coming out with is a, is a broken wing butterfly track, and we're going to be talking about all kinds of variations of that. So lots of good stuff there. And, of course, we're going to have special events. It's just going to be a good time, and we're going to be talking about the trading business as well. And that is what we have for announcements and stuff. Let's shoot into the markets here. We should probably go to the Russell. So uh, on the Russell, we are essentially remaining in this uh, uptrend channel that we've set in here in the last month or so. I was saying last week that the chart patterns are bullish. So not that surprising that we had a rise last week. Again, we're just kind of holding the trend channel. With where we are now, Russell's coming into our primary downtrend trend channel here. And it's coming to the top of our, uh, our little uptrend channel. So uh, a little bit of resistance to overcome here. The market's been pretty much ignoring resistance lately. So um, you know whether it's going to hold or anything like that, we don't really know. But um, assuming the market acts, normally we should get some sort of reasonable retracement off here. Last week I was personally bearish despite the chart patterns saying that we're bullish, but that I I have to remain the same. I have to remain the same. We're continuing to be overextended. We're actually at the top of, a, of an upturn channel now and we're coming into some resistance. Uh, that said, if we look at the SPX, right, if we look at the SPX, we are actually coming into uh, it's down channel resistance, also, or it's da- or it's uh, primary uh, resistance line here coming down. We're coming into the previous highs before the big drop, so theoretically that should act as some resistance. But in the process, I'm also aware, fully aware, that we're also very near all-time highs, and a lot of the traders are going to try and push it there. So you know we're kind of at an indecisive point, and if you look. Uh, I have a lot of technical directional traders and stuff, and they're all saying the same thing. So like, you know, hey, the market's overextended, we're at resistance points, it should come down. It should have come down a while ago, but um, people keep buying. So uh, until we, if they decide to push it to all-time highs, the institutions come in and try and do that, then the Russell's going higher. The Russell's going to go probably, in that situation, the Russell's probably going to go to 1200. So. We'll have to wait and see if that actually happens or at a minimum eleven uh, 1160. so uh, those are my thoughts on the market as far as direction you know I have to have a bearish tone in the market because it's so overextended but um, other than that uh, we'll uh, we'll see the chart patterns again remain bullish except for a short-term pullback to uh, 1120. So let's see here if I have any questions quickly. Uh, yes, besides using the Dow, the SPX, and NDX to help forecast the Russell, do I use the RVX and how do you use it? Yeah, you can use uh, the RVX as well. It sets in the same patterns as well as the VIX. So if we come in here, and we can take that into account. You, know, you see right here, right as additional confirmation, are the RVX is actually coming down to a, a support level and bounced, which is going to be um, common, right? When, when, the, when the market comes into a, a resistance point, usually the RVX bottoms. I mean, it, it's determining normal movement from abnormal movement. Uh, usually the RVX bottoms when we come into a resistance point and, um And then when we back off that point, the RVX bounces up. So that is typical. So yeah, we can use this as confirmation. We can use the Vix as confirmation as well. Um, you cannot see my screen. Okay, uh, I think you can probably see my screen now. Otherwise, I'd have other complaints here. Uh, oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I figured we uh, it was Sherry's idea to add a visual. I didn't know if it was a good idea or a bad idea. If you don't like it, you can just close it. But uh, um. <laughs> If I scare you, then uh, then you can close the uh, close the screen out. But you know we'll, we'll, we'll give it a shot here. Uh, all right, super. So that is where I'm thinking of the market. If we go out to option view here, we'll take a look at uh, what we had going on for trades. We can start with the ugly trade, which was uh, which was uh, the April bearish butterfly. That uh, that up move we got was just it was just too much of a of a move to handle for for, for a negative delta trade. We had um, that move was one of the most aggressive ones that we've seen ever from a point standard in the Russell, and certainly if you didn't if you caught anywhere near the bottom of it or even towards the lower part of the middle, then you had problems. Surprisingly enough, I did have multiple students who actually won the April bearish butterfly. Um, but they didn't start at the same time, or if they did, they had some sort of a bullish hedging technique going on, um, and they were actually able to hold the trade for the amount of time they needed to. But um, for the most of us, if you're following the guidelines, it was there was just no way you're going you're to take this trade. So um, coming to the reports here, this was a max loss of uh, about 30%. So uh, that's to be expected in that type of market. It's a negative delta trade. That's what happens. As far as the other trades for April, we had an April M3 trade. Let me go into Backtrader here for a moment. All right, so we had we had this April M3 trade on and essentially I I, I was t- saying last Monday at the update that I was just ready to close this, looking for anything over 5%, I'd be pretty much happy with and looking for just a solid number over that 5%, and, and we got that. So I ended up closing this out here in the afternoon. I actually did it about 1 o'clock on, um, on Monday. And that ended up coming back at, it was a nice flat day for us, which was a good thing. So it ended up coming back, if we go to the reports here, at about a 32.64 profit, which in my, uh, if I do my math correct, is Around 6.5%. So decent trade for an April, April M3 trade. A bit of a pain in the neck with the roll-ups. But decent trade there. If we look at uh, the rock trade, I was essentially saying the same thing. I want to be out of this trade. We're coming into expiration. The market's not acting like it should. It's not acting normally. So uh, that being the case, we came in, closed this out also on Monday with no further adjustments for a profit here. If I go, I'll show the T log here since we're here. If we go in the reports, then uh, 62.24. Uh, about 12%, right? 12 or 12.5% gain. So good good, good results for the rock trade this month despite the crazy market movement. So those two trades went pretty well. and. As far as the V Condor, again, looking to get out of it if we got any kind of a kick to a decent profit level. That didn't happen on Monday, but it did happen on uh, Wednesday. So we got that big up move on Wednesday here. We'll show you this before we closed. Right, with no further adjustments, we got up into this range. Uh, essentially, my plan in this trade was just to close it if I hit another adjustment point, and we didn't hit another adjustment point till Wednesday, when I did hit this adjustment point, which is being over positive fifty delta. Um, we have to take the straddle out. Realistically, there's no money left in our um, in our, our short strikes, so this is just a straight long call. A, lot, a straight, long bet on the market. In other words, betting the market's going to go up at this point. So didn't want to do that. Plus, I was outside of my guidelines, so closed the trade out. Didn't want didn't to hold the risk here uh, to the upside because the market's so irrationally bullish. Then, uh, so we just closed this out as well. So T-log here. Uh, closing this out on Wednesday. No adjustments in the trade. So pretty straightforward for April. Mainly just a matter of exiting everything. And uh, we had a decent month, with the exception of the bearish butterfly, right? The bearish butterfly got beat back. But, uh, that's to be expecting that type of market, but the rest of the trades actually did okay. If we move into our May trades, we have our bearish butterfly in May. So we can kind of look at this one first. We did have adjust, some adjustments here on... Let me just look at my sheets here we did have some adjustments on wednesday which isn't a surprise right we had that very large uh, uptick in the market wednesday here so this was our position prior to wednesday we this is actually a very nice looking position especially for an overextended market uh, of course the wednesday move didn't do us any good here continued irrationalness of the market. We got drawn down to about 7,100, which is about half of our maximum loss here. We were positioned this way. We actually surpassed the um, our 1120 roll point. So uh, we went ahead and rolled our 1070 all the way up to 1130. So you can see that move there. Let me... Look at uh, at this here. As far as a T-log, we'll bring that here. So that was just closing and rolling up. Position still looks okay. I mean, as long as the market calms down a little bit, uh, we should be fine with this particular position here. And that's what we looked like Thursday. We had a pretty good recovery because the market didn't uh, didn't move up really, or it was a flat day. So that brought us back to 5,500. Then, of course, we had another three points. We jumped up on third, on Friday. Now we technically have another roll point at eleven thirty on this trade, but uh, we also did some delta theta rolls. So we have two conflicting rules. We have one rule that says to we have a roll point rule, then we have another one that says, well, if we're not sufficiently past eleven thirty in this case, or, or or our upper butterfly, then we then we cannot roll the lower one. Um, The rules leave a little bit of flexibility there in deciding what's sufficiently over, depending on your delta limits and stuff. I chose to leave it. We're going to see what happens this week. If the market maintains itself over 11.30 for a couple of days, or if it has a a reasonable up move today, then we're just going to come in here and we're going to go ahead and um, roll this. If not... You know, we'll let it sit for a little bit. If we hit a delta theta ratio, we'll roll it. If we hit a maximum delta number, we'll roll it, uh, or we'll or we'll start. We'll either roll it, or we'll start taking off some of these uh, 11, 1090s. But as of right now, this still looks okay. I do not like the position after the next roll, right? So um, you know, if I have to take this position here and bring it all the way up to uh, let's see, that would be eleven fifty. I really don't like the position there. At that point, we become vulnerable to a regular pullback, a regular down move. So uh, not too happy with doing that. But if the market forces us to do it, it forces us to do it. But this is where we sit as of right now. Let's see. Then we have, that's going to go to Wednesday for, for the bearish butterfly, for the M3 trade. So the May M3 trade is right here. As of um, prior to adjustment, uh, before Wednesday, this is the position we were in. So we have, um, our analyzed graph looks like this. We came out to here where our delta is okay, but our Vegas problematic, right? We become uh, positive vega, so I wanted to make a correction for that. So to make a vega correction, I did. I simply did five 1070-1080 uh, verticals, and that kept our delta was still negative. Uh, however, our vega was uh, brought it back to minus 45, and this is what the position looks like after that. Again, we're positioned really well if the market has a normal retracement, but we'll see if it happens. We'll wait and see. If it, go, it continues to go up, then we will continue to fight the good fight, as they say. That is uh, April M3. Then we have our uh, uh, I'm sorry, our May M3, our May bearish butterfly. And the last thing we have here is a May v. condor. So this also had an adjustment this day. We have a maximum delta of minus 100 on this particular trade. The large up move put us at minus 117. So what we did is we bought back two 1180 calls. Went down to minus 86. And we look like this. Again, if we get a normal market where we get some sort of a reasonable pullback, or or if we just continue to grind up slowly, this trade will tend to do very, very well. Continued explosive up moves is going to be problematic. But... um, this trade has you know, withstood the, the move thus far uh, very very well. So that is all the positions. Also, you know, while I'm here, um, let's see. I can actually show you. Uh, let's see a live M3 trade that we have on right. So we can do that here, which is essentially a fifty thousand dollar position as well and just a slightly different adjustment strategy so you know if you've been if you're if you've been with the m3 program for a while if you go to any our coaching we have multiple different adjustment strategies that we've had with that we use with this and this particular trade instead of doing verticals here we just added a broken wing butterfly in here at actually was it even broken wing i'm not sure one two three four we just did a yeah slightly broken wing butterfly here to keep our delta negative but and increase our theta number and increase our vega negative vega number without doing the vertical right so we came in and we did something like that as compared to the website trade where we did something like where we did this other thing so these were started at the same. I don't know if they were started at the same time. They might have been slightly different timed, but um, but one's live, one's not. This one here we corrected with the vertical. Um, correcting it with the vertical is actually going to be more helpful if we continue to get explosive up moves. Right? You can see the T plus zero line. You get a bit of a raise there. Correcting it with the butterfly out here is going to um, give us a little bit more upside risk. Right, that's the expense. That's a bad part of doing the butterfly, is it adds upside risk up here. But if you don't think the market's ever going to get there, then which I don't, by the way, if you don't think the market's ever going to get there, then that's really not problematic. Um, but it it allows me to correct my vega and my theta numbers w- without, with and having at the same time having less of an impact on my downside should the market reverse. So I I just chose to do that one instead. So that was. It bit of a different adjustment. So hopefully that was kind of neat. And let's see. I don't think that we actually have any questions here. Um, that looks good. So, oh, here we go. With 30 days to expiration on the M3, would I want to see more of a hump inside the tent? Ah, okay. Right. So if we go to the regular M3 here, um, or the, the uh, website trade that they, they uses the more standard adjustments here. Would I like to see more of a hump in the tent? Uh, yeah, but the reality is you need to decide whether or not you want to hold the T plus zero line stable out here or allow a, uh, a hump to form in the tent. Right. If you want to take some sort of a directional bet you do that. Uh, if you don't like what you see here, in other words, if you want to, if you want the hump without worrying about the stability of the T plus zero line out here, then you sell your call and you roll these in. And I don't know how far this will have to go. Probably here, right? So you can do something like plus three and plus seven, maybe. Try and get the same delta range. Um, which is about this is about the same here, right? I can give myself a little bit higher theta number, a little bit more negative vega. I can come into here. I can limit my risk to the bottom of this. I'll still probably going to want to do some sort of a um, uh, some sort of a vega monitor my vega so I don't get a T plus zero line drop here. But I can run into this position here, allow the tent to build, and then not worry about losing. Much more here. It does get kind of risky that way. I mean, the, the problem—the problem you run into is rolling in this long is that you're actually narrowing the tent out. Um, so, if we take an existing and we superimpose, is you're actually significantly narrowing the tent out. You're actually taking on more uh, volatility risk this way. You're also lessening your your. Chances, your probabilities of actually making something significant, because you keep pulling the tent away from the um, the tent away from the price. So you end up with so you kind of you put yourself in a situation where you may not draw down or you may not lose, um, but you're also a lot less likely to make money, right? And that and that's you know that's your choice. That's your choice. Depending on if you have some sort of a market thing or the type of trader you want to be, you know, if you want to roll in that long and continually take very, very small profit numbers, that's fine. And uh, hope the market comes back. But um, you know, if you want to do the M three, the more the more traditional, right? Because this is within the M three guidelines. But if you want to do the more traditional M um, three, we roll the market. We roll a little bit closer to the market um, rather than staying here letting the T plus zero line build and hoping it comes back, right? Because that's essentially what you're doing if you're doing the green adjustment. You're just, you know, you're just hoping it comes back. You know, in some markets, that's probably beneficial, in others, it's not very beneficial because it's just not going to go back there. Um, Okay, let's see. If we have, with the May bearish butterfly, would I consider rolling up the middle butterfly if you add, okay, here, I'm having a little bit i sorry, I'm just trying to go through the questions here. I actually had a lot of questions, and I didn't know it. So for some reason, my uh, my thing was kind of crazy here. So I have a question. Let me go back to the beginning. Uh, okay. So suggestions on hedging a 401k with an M3 or bearish butterfly. That is a bit of a large question, Um I have a lot of clients who hedge a portfolio with a bearish butterfly. uh, And I have hedge fund managers that I train that hedge uh, 401k portfolios with bearish butterfly trades. You would do a bearish butterfly trade usually without the roll-up because you never want to be completely on top of the market. You want to be hedged behind the market so you wouldn't use your delta theta rules. You would stay behind the market, and also you need to be appropriately appropriately sized. Uh, so you have to do the calculations with that. Essentially, what you're doing is you're making an M3 trade that um, progressively becomes negative delta and scales in as the market goes up, right? Because you're, for instance, in place of your long call, you have um, you have stock. In whatever assets you have stock in, and if that stock correlates in general with the S&P 500 or with the Russell 2000, which most do, uh, most 401ks do, they, they they're they're pretty much in the same boat, and you you find your you find how you want to hedge that off, um, and you can do it do it with a with a bearish butterfly uh, very well uh, if you appropriately size, because essentially what you're doing is You're doing it like a scaling in M3 trade. Like if you ever looked at the um, CIB trade that um, Dan puts out, um, uh, Theta Trends, um, that is similar to what I'm talking about. He starts out in an M3 position and then scales in butterflies, getting progressively more of a condor... um, negative delta type of position. Right. So that's what you would be doing on if you look at if you took your portfolio, your 401k with the bearish butterfly together, that's what you'd be doing. So if the market's just irrationally up, you know, you have to calculate your losses on one position versus your gains on the other. Um, if the market's irrationally down, typically your um, bearish butterfly stuff's going to win uh, and take up most of the losses. If you uh, anywhere in the middle um, you make on both. Right, you went on both, and ends up doing really well. Um, am I taking into consideration 90-day maximum run on Russell, or is that null and void due to a reset? Um, well, we're doing a 90 days. It's it's within reason. It's um, you go back and look at the rally off of 2009. That was the biggest rally ever. So you can you can go look at that, um, and that's going to give you a point value that you can use. Uh, As far as a 60-day run, um, 60 days, usually about 160 points. Uh, We went about 165, 170, so that's one of the biggest runs we've ever had in that time period on the Russell. But now the bottom is gone. In other words, if we go 60 days back, and by 60 days, I don't actually count 60. It's 60 calendar days, but it's not even 60 calendar days for me. It's um, essentially two months. So February was a short month. April um, was 30 days. But I mean, you might say technically it's twenty; it's fifty-eight days. But to me, that's sixty. You know, for any two-month period, two-month block on the calendar, um, um, you know, just going sixty days. In other words, you know, February fifth to April, um, February March, till April fifth. February fifth till April fifth. I call it 60 days, even though it's technically maybe 58. But if you take this 60-day retracement now, we've had, uh, you know, that the bottom is gone. That 950 level, that 945 level is gone. Now, you know, now we're way up at um, at higher levels, 60 days back. So, so that calculation is gone. And plus the market reset. So that's true. Uh, what position? What point do we roll up the M3 positions? We roll them up when we get 10 points past the long, and we can't hold our Greeks, uh, or we can't hold our Greeks. So realistically, standard, again, standard M3, you're going to roll it up uh, when you can't hold your Greeks. Uh, in other words, you can't maintain negative Vega and, and negative Delta at the same time. You're generally going to have to roll it up. So, um, so that being the case, that's the actual technical point. We can word it as 10 points passed along because that's when it usually happens, but sometimes, depending on the market conditions, you might have to do it earlier you might have to do it later. Um, That's the problem with price points, right, because Greeks are different depending on market conditions. and um, So that's when we're going to roll that up. And again, I have people who never roll it up. We do uh, other things to maintain our Vega numbers. We can, again, do broken wing butterflies. We can do you know, just uh, stretch techniques and some other stuff to maintain uh, levels. Uh, We can drop the call and roll in the upper long, or or drop the call and roll out uh, out, uh, a short. We can do all kinds of things to maintain the Greeks. The concept behind the M3 is maintaining the Greeks. And of course we also have guys who put calendars in, right? In which case you can't look at positive, you can't look at your Vega number anymore because you have, um, uh, what am I trying to say? You've got A calendar in there. That's gonna. You've got a back month option in there. That's gonna goof your Vega numbers up. So that being the case, if you're using um, you know a calendar to do that, then you just realize that a calendar is is actually negative Vega. It's just that it doesn't show that on the. um, It doesn't show that on the composite Greeks because it's taking uh, it's weighting the the back month Greek Greek a lot more than the front month Greek. So um, uh, CIB trade Dan uh, uh, Theta. DataTrend.com. Dan, he's the ninety-seven-dollar course CIB trade. You can look at it there. If you, if somebody looks that up, make sure that's him. But um, but but Dan at DataTrend.com. Yeah, finding that using a calendar increases negative Vega risk, right? Contrary to expectations. Yeah, that's because a calendar isn't really. Isn't really a negative, a positive Vega trade. Um, it's a it's a front month volatility versus back month volatility trade, and typically when volatility rises quickly in the market, it only happens in the front month. So that um, that is true. Uh, no, there were no adjustments. I don't think end of day Friday on the M three trade, so I didn't do anything here. Although I maybe I should have. I don't know. Let me clear that. Uh, yeah, I sh- uh, okay, so we're going to need to make another adjustment to this as of Friday, right? And the standard thing to look at would be one of these. Right, so this is a good educational thing here, right? I do that, that that brings my Vega down, but it brings me positive. it brings me positive uh, delta. So I could try a smaller adjustment. Right, if I want to try and keep the things as simple as possible, technically this puts me in guidelines, right? I'm negative Vega, I'm right. So technically that puts me in guidelines. Um, I'm 10 points past the long strike, so uh, I can roll up here also, right? So this is and this is what I said. Usually you run into this type of problem about 10 points past your long strike. Um, I run into this issue where I can't hold my my Vega neg- negative and maintain negative delta. But if I did three of these, I could probably do that. Right? That gives me um, a decent number. Right? So I would do an adjustment like that. And I can actually convert that. Um, and we'll call this the uh, the adjustment for Friday. Because uh, that should have been done. Right? Let me um, fix my T-log. We can call that the adjustment for Friday. So I'm glad you caught that and realistically if this spends another day or two here we're going have to um, we're going actually have to roll this forward so um, certainly if we get an update today or if we're or say we're over 11:30 a little bit later in the week then we'll have to do that I have something that said I meant protection of the downside but I don't understand what that is uh, if you were continually to get pressure on the upside on a bearish butterfly would I add in a long call to flatten a delta and make it more like an m3 well it depends on your trade plan you are going to actually get way overcapitalized doing that, right? So um, you'll you get way overcapitalized. The other thing you do is you you um, you kill the possibility of actually making the big win if the market reverses, right? So you'll have to deal with that on a situation by situation basis. Uh, sure, if you if you have some sort of a technical outlook right and you say that you know what the market should reverse at 1030 I'm all, and it's at 10 it's at 1100 now in other words I have a technical outlook telling me the market's going to go to um, you know 10 1130 now or another 20 points and I want to maintain or just stay off my maximum loss number for the number of points then yeah you could do something like that to do that what triggered my roll up of my original May bearish butterfly uh, the week before last I do not recall specifically. I'd have to go back and look at that. But my guess is that I had a delta theta ratio problem, and it had to be rolled up. Uh, as a matter of fact, I almost would be sure of that. Yeah, yeah. Doing that, um, rolling in the upper long strike. Yeah, the, the way to make money of that is to incrementally roll up the um, roll the um, the which is what they do in the road trip trade, right? They roll the, uh, the long strike back trying to raise the expiration graph above zero. And what ends up happening is you end up with these really, really small profits if the market keeps going up. Or sometimes people get over-aggressive with that, and the market comes back and they lose. But, I mean, it's, you know, it's just another trade. So it works sometimes, it doesn't work sometimes. Um, since I'm ten points past the M three, would I roll a portion of the butterflies? Yeah, right. So that that was just the, the regular M three. Yeah, I could have, I could have rolled the uh, some of those butterflies for sure, Roger. And uh, technically, I, by guidelines, I should be rolling them, but we, um, we will, um, we'll do that if the market stays up here. And. Uh, With the May bearish butterfly, would I ever consider rolling up the middle butterfly if I have to add the 11.50? Yeah, I mean, you can widen out the bearish butterfly if you'd like to. That's not um, out of the question. Again, all this should be uh, determined ahead of time, right? In other words, this is my style of trading. You know, can I take my, um, you know, one of these butterflies and bring it up to here and turn it into a rock trade, essentially, yeah, I mean, I mean, you can do that if you want to swap over into Rock trade guidelines. You can do that if you're not drawn, if you're not drawn down too much. Um, that's a possibility there. The thing is, you, whenever you make a modification, you, and the point of doing the M three program in general, uh, and you know, going through the beer, butterfly process and the rock process is uh, more or less to. Discover what happens and what the what the pluses and minuses are doing doing certain things through different rule sets are going to do for you, and then be able to adapt that to your trade plan uh, for any individual month. Which is you know when we go back to like an M twenty one strategy, um, you know you know we can take and you can take these programs the M three the bear butterfly the rock programs and you can mix and modify them, knowing how they're going to react through different environments and use them. To create a custom trade plan depending on what the market does, right? And you can create different kinds of strategies and know what they're going to do. So that's the point. And of course, M21, you can you can take anything into account. You can do bullish butterflies. You can do, um, uh, you know, straight verticals. You can do bear verticals. You can add calendars. You can do with diagonals. You can do it with whatever. So very flexible program there. All right. Well, thank you everybody. It looks like I hopefully I answered everything. Just a lot of questions got mixed up today, and Uh, Have a great week trading, everybody, and we'll see you next week.